Hi, everyone. Galit Sadiq here of Galit Speaks. Welcome to the next episode of my podcast where I'm going to be talking about the importance of getting your mind right. So last week we spoke about my story and my childhood, which was super, super traumatic. Um, And if you tuned in last week, then you know I did not have a very, and you just heard one piece, right, of my story. There are so many traumatic points of my childhood um, that I didn't even get to share with you yet. Hopefully at some point I will be sharing all of that with you. But what, you know, I did mention, there was one point where I mentioned a social worker who did not work out for me, who just was not did not have the abilities, did not have the capabilities to deal with the level of trauma that I was bringing in, um, had no real life experience with that. That is not to say that you should not get mental health help. Absolutely not. I did a little bit later in life. It wasn't correct for me in that moment with that person. Uh, it actually took longer for me to get that I needed because as I'm sure you've heard, and especially back in those days, it was not as readily available, not something that people talked about, that people spoke about, that was offered in many cases. Um, It was something that you had to seek out and maybe something was wrong with you if you were seeking it out. Whereas I believe that nowadays it's more acceptable. It just, it's definitely more acceptable that this idea that everyone gets or everyone should get mental health help. Um, It should be a given. It's one of the things that I am always advocating for. Mental health is just as important as, and if not more important, than physical health because it's all connected. Um, And it really impacts your decision-making skills, the way that you go through life, how you handle things, how you react to things. Um, Speaking to someone is always something that I tell people to do. It it is a, a given with me. So how did I get the help that I needed? Um, For me, it was a little bit of, it it was a longer process, right? So the the initial time that I tried to get a social worker, that that I was put in front of a social worker, that didn't work. And that was when I was about uh, 13, um, maybe 14, but I think I was actually still 13 at the time. I didn't get help until I was about 16 years old. I had another really traumatic experience. Um, I was in an abusive relationship um, that I got into right before I turned 15. And I was in until I was about 18 years old. There was a lot of trauma that was associated with that. Obviously, I had come out of a home situation that was extremely traumatic. And so the first thing that I did when I when I got a romantic partner was to kind of model it off of what I had seen at home. And it was not a good relationship. Um, I again had been considering suicide. And then what happened was that someone very close to me actually did commit suicide. And when I saw what it did to all the people that were left behind, I broke down because it was literally in that day um, that he had done it, that I had been considering it. I had been like looking for a way out and, and it hit me after I found out that that happened. After I found out that he had committed suicide, it hit me hard. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I almost did this. I almost put my family through that again. Um, Like, not only did my mother have this 
horrible traumatic experience of her her entire married life but you know all my siblings and I had been through this horrible childhood and I would have put them through another huge traumatic experience and I just I broke down and again which is just my behavior right I went to my mother and I was like listen um something's got to give I need to speak to somebody because this what I'm feeling right now isn't normal I don't want to feel like this I don't want to be depressed I don't want to I don't want to do that to you and our family and it was at that point that I got a well I started looking for my own psychologist and I did not settle on the first person. I think I went to maybe four or five different psychologists until I found one that I was comfortable speaking to because that's what really matters, right? It it yes, having a good therapist, having a good psychiatrist, having a good psychologist really helps. But what is good for one person is not necessarily good for every person. Um, you're, you might click with somebody and not, and like another one might be, you know, the best psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever, but you just don't click with them and you don't feel comfortable sharing. And what I realized was in the first few, when I sat down with them, I was painting. I I didn't feel comfortable sharing the deep dark things. I was painting this picture like I was totally normal and what really got me is that they didn't know. They couldn't tell that I was sugarcoating things and that I was making it seem like things were better than they were or that I was normal. I was trying, you know, like it it's almost i i have this thing where i i say you know i was like and it and it sounds like kind of bragging but like to say like i was too smart for them meaning not that like i was smarter than them but the way that i put it down and the way that i spoke about things didn't show them didn't you know, it tricked them into believing that I was totally normal when I knew that I wasn't normal. But like, as someone who's at that point, right, like you're trying to project an image and you're trying to keep things, you know, you're trying to hold on to that last bit of like dignity that you think you have um, for, you know, not that seeing a therapist is undignified where back then it like, it signified being crazy, right? And I didn't want to be crazy. I just wanted to deal with the things that I needed to deal with. And they didn't call me out on my shit. And I didn't feel, I never felt comfortable opening up with them. And so that's, I kept switching up because I was like, this is not going to work, right? If I'm not open and honest, and if I'm not telling you all of the deep, dirty shit, like, It is not going to help. I need someone that I can unleash all of this stuff that I have bottled up and that I don't feel like is judging me, right? I don't want to look in somebody's face and see pity. I don't want to look in somebody's face and see horror, disgust. And I just felt like with those initial people, that was something that I was going to see or that was something that I you know, I felt from them. Um, I ultimately did find someone to talk to. And besides that, um, I had a, a therapist and a, I had a psychologist and a psychiatrist back in those days. And still now today, unfortunately, a lot of this stuff gets paid out of pocket. So it was quite a, a bill. Um, I, I remember like back then, you know, um, we're talking like 15 years ago, maybe 
um, more. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so old. But back then, like, it was at least like 175 an hour. And I remember having to have weekly sessions. So it was not a cheap thing, but it was something that I needed for myself. It was something that I needed for my soul. It was something that I needed in order to really flush out all of the stuff that I had been through and make sure that it didn't scar me for life, right? Um, I I, I will say like, there is never going to be a way to erase what has happened to you. What you can do is decide how you react to it and what type of person you want to be growing up. Um, I do, uh, I do love that I didn't have necessarily two screwed up parents. I mean, on some level, yes, but my mother is an amazing mother. She's got a lot of things that she has to work through um, and a lot of things that happened to her that were super traumatic, um, which is, you know, we we pass on our neuroses and our traumas on a cellular level even to our our children. So, and she did not have the same type of mental health options that I did. She, she was available to give them to me, but she did not take advantage of those options for herself. Um, my mother is like this softy yet super tough Israeli woman who she just gets shit done. She just keeps going, right? Like she is the person that you want next to you when some shit goes down or when this needs to get done because she just keeps going. She is just full steam ahead, no looking back, like, where do we pivot? Where do we go from here? How do we do this? And and she is a super hard worker. And she did not utilize the same kind of tapping into your emotions that I did. But at that point, she was already a fully formed adult. And handled it on her own in however way that she did. Um, There are still traumas that I see, you know, that she, she could have possibly gotten over if she, if she had gone to, you know, some type of therapy, but she chose not to, and she chose to live her life in the way that she wanted to live her life. And she's done a really good job at doing that. So I applaud her for doing that. Um, that is not the route that I would have chosen. Um, you know, since since being with my father, she never had another relationship. Um, she focused completely on her children. And now she gets to, you know, she focuses on her children, but also travels and we do a lot of trips together. One of the things that I do all the time is travel uh, as you continue to follow me um, and and hear about my life, you'll know that's one of the biggest things for me, experiences and travel and, you know, seeing things. Um, so I, I definitely got a bit of that from her. Um, and maybe she got a bit of that from me and, and we, uh, we share that. Um, but it, it comes down to, I think, I think it comes down to you need to choose what kind of human that you're going to be and what is going to get you to be that that type of human that you want to be. I think that's where it starts. Um, I did not have a good role model on my father's side. I did not have the best role model on my mother's side, right? Because there was there's still some times that I can see in her and when we talk, I can feel uh, 
a victim mentality, which I did not want to have of like, things are happening to me and then I deal with them. Whereas I am not um, that type of person. I am a go out and create my world type of person. Um, So I knew that there were certain things that I didn't, I wanted from her. I wanted certain things from my father. Um, Obviously not most things from my father, but there were a couple of things that I took from him. Um, You know, he was an extremely, extremely intelligent person. And if he would have used his brain for good, who knows what could have happened. Instead, he chose to use it for awful shit and awful shit he created. Um, But for me, I knew I had to use, I guess, for lack of a better word, the assertiveness, the aggressiveness of him to be able to push through boundaries, to push through things, um, which has served me very well in my career because I am a young woman with blue hair that deals with money. And I'm the last person that anyone thinks of when they think of a financial coach or a CFO. Um, It's not me, right? It's not blue hair, tattoos, piercings, um, you know, rebel. That's, That's not what you think of right? You think of some stuffy old white dude sitting in a chair somewhere. Um, And I had to push through all of that. I had to push through everyone telling me that I could not be what I wanted to be. I could not take no for an answer in, in the way of my career. And those are some of the things that I pulled from my father of, you know, this, this kind of aggressiveness, um, but I use it for good. And, and so traits, I feel like are not inherently bad or good. It's what you use them for. Right. So, this aggressive, assertive trait um, I use to make sure that people don't live in toxicity because of lack of money, right? That was how I turned that trait good. I wanted to be a person like my who just keeps going, right? Doesn't give up. Um, And I took that from her. And then I had all of these other traits that I knew that I needed to work into it. Um, and all of this held up trauma and frustration and mess inside that I needed to work out. And the only way that I was able to do that is speaking to somebody every week for years not only that, but I had a psychiatrist. They um, they found out actually when I went to college, um, I, I think I started college at 17. Um, and I had been in, so I have, have always been pretty smart. Um, I've always been like top of the class. I never really had to study. I was just that person that like, if I hear something, I remember it and, and I do well on, especially on exams and stuff. And I got to college and I realized like, because of the way that I was and because of the fact that, um, the another, here's another little side story that I'll, I'll, t- I'll share with you. Um, I actually have a horrible spine because of, um, well, my dad, he, when I was about 15, 15, I would say, um, I started to have this crazy pain in my knee and I went to doctors and 
they couldn't find anything wrong with my knee. And finally, one doctor was like, um, let's check your back. And it turns out I had, he was like, you have the spine of a 50-year-old construction worker. And it was from years of abuse and lifting things as a child. And, you know, like my father used to fill up, um, it was these five pound sacks of sugar, but he'd fill them up with dirt, like wet dirt. And he would make me carry them around. Um, and he had, my father was disabled. I say it with quotation marks for anyone who is uh, listening to the audio, but not visually seeing me. I say it with quotation marks because he walked with a cane outside. He didn't have to walk with a cane. I think that he used it as a gimmick in order to get stuff and garner sympathy. And um, But he did use his cane. He had his special cane inside the house, a metal one, to beat us with. Um, and so that was, you know, that was part of it. That was also why my back was so messed up. And... So I'm like losing my train of thought of where I'm going with this. But um, so I had uh, I had not gone to a ton of class because I was always out because of my spine and my spinal injuries. And when I got to college, I realized that I did not know how to study and I did not know how to like really put myself and sit myself down and focus on things because I had never had to. And what ended up happening is they realized that I had undiagnosed ADHD with impulsivity. And um, because I always did well in school, nobody noticed, nobody realized that this, this is what happened. So not only was I dealing with a chemical imbalance, but I was also dealing with like all of this trauma that I had not properly worked out. Um, so by going to the therapist and by going to the psychologist, I was able to come out of that place where I was suicidal. I was able to leave that space of depression and really figure out who I wanted to be. And I was able to look objectively at both of my parents and their qualities and the qualities of everyone surrounding me and my own qualities and pick and choose the ones that I felt were me and that would get me, you know, what I needed to nurture to get me to the next levels and the next levels of my life. Um, and I don't think that I would have been able to do that without professional help. Um, I believe that everyone should have a therapist, even if it's just someone that you talk to and vent, um, especially anyone who... I mean, if you're in a relationship, you and your partner should both have therapists because I think what happens is we use our friends and our family members and our partners to unload on, right? We have all of this pent up stuff that happens every day in the course of the day. And, and it's such a tough time to be alive right now. There's so many things happening. There's so much going on every day. You know, every day there's something else that we hear. And it's because we are all interconnected and that news is so available across the world that we are hearing stuff that happens. And, and you know, the what is clickbait is usually the most awful stuff. So we are constantly being bombarded with be in fear, be sad, be upset, be angry, feel division. You know, we're, we're constantly being fed all of this stuff because that's what 
gets attention, right? How, you know, there's there's not as many feel-good stories, right? There's a lot of awful shit that we see every day, not as many feel-good stories. So you're constantly having that come at you from every direction and you need someone to speak to, to get it off your chest, to somebody who's out of the situation, someone who is completely objective. Um, and that is what a therapist is. That is what I, therapists have therapists. If anything, like I, you know, I, I've heard so many times of like, Hey, you're, you know, not for me, obviously, because I'm not a therapist. Um, but I've heard said to other therapists, like, you're a therapist. Why do you go to therapy? Why? Because they are dealing with everyone else's crap all day and they need to unload also. Everyone needs to unload their their baggage. So I think that if you, anyone listening, like if you don't have somebody objective and outside of your life to talk to, like a therapist, get one. It a lot of times now, things are covered by insurance. There are virtual therapists. There, um, you know, it's it's a lot of therapy now is covered by insurance. If it isn't covered by your insurance and you can't afford it, I completely understand. Um, but there are other options for you. Like there, there are... Um, there are different ways that you can do it. I know that I used Talkspace for a while, which was not as expensive. Um, there's Cerebral. There are a bunch of other like telehealth providers where you're not paying the same rates, um, but you need somebody to talk to. And if you can't get a therapist, uh, try a social worker, try somebody else outside, um, outside of your situation. You just need to have a safe space to unload everything that you're dealing with and everything that you need to talk about. This is especially important when you're thinking about having kids. Um, that's a place that I'm in at the moment where I finally reached a place in my life where I feel somewhat stable and like, okay, maybe I don't have all of my shit together because so that was my reason for I'm 34 years old and I do not have any kids and I am not married um, because up until this point, I did not see that being healthy for me. There was still too much stuff that I had to work through. There was still too much stuff that I had not done um, to be able to, when I think of having kids, it was definitely a priority for me of, I don't want to fuck my kids up. I do not want to be the reason that they are screwed up or they are making wrong decisions in their life or they are reacting in the wrong ways. Or I don't want to have kids until I'm financially stable enough that it won't be like my childhood, right? Where I'm sure you'll hear in later episodes, but we were definitely not well off. And there were a lot of things that, you know, I had to go through um, during my childhood where I was the less than. I had less. We didn't have what other people had. Um we had to do things a different way. We had to learn how to do things a different way. Um, there was a lot of scarcity, a lot of scarcity mentality in, in my life. And I had to break away from that. And even as an adult, I had to break away from that. Even as an adult, having my own business, I had to break away from that. There was, when I started my business, I definitely had a huge a huge scarcity mentality in the beginning. I was trading my time for money and not doing a great job. Like I was, I was always profitable in my business. Um, from, from the beginning, I was profitable, but 
I was barely paying myself because I was spending every waking moment and every dime I was putting right back into the company. And until I pulled myself out of there and was able to analyze it as as an objective person looking in, um, I was not able to get rid of that. And so I did not, I knew that I was not in a healthy place for a marriage or, um, or, or children. I am engaged now and I am getting married next month. So I do feel like I finally reached that place for me. Um, and I would like to start uh, having children now, probably just one to be quite honest. Um, but it's something that's been on my mind now because I do think that I've reached the point where I can handle this. I can do this. I've done enough in my life. I'm not perfect by, by all the, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, I am not perfect, but I've done enough work that I'm ready to start the process and I've done and I've done enough work to know when I need more work. You know, I, I, I don't know if you understand that, but basically I'm at a place now where I know and acknowledge what I don't know. And I know that I need help. And when I need help, I get it. Um, I actually just, I just uh, fired by, by, I don't know if that's the best word, but like I just fired my, my recent therapist and I'm all, I'm actually currently looking for a new one, but that, even that me being able to fire my therapist is progress, right? It is saying that you were not good for me. Um, and I, and I fired them because they consistently did not show up to our telehealth meetings. They were charging me for meetings that we weren't having. Um, I probably will end up reporting them. Uh, right now, there's been just too much going on with the wedding and everything else that like, it's been the last thing on my mind. Uh, but just, I knew that they were not good for me. And I knew that I still needed something. I still need to talk to somebody and I still need help. And I think that's a great place to be in your life where you understand where you're lacking and you understand the steps that you need to put in place in, in order to move forward. So that is where I am. And I will continue to get therapy and to work on my trauma. Um, and the bottom line is that you need to be honest. You need to be honest with the people that you talk to. You need to be honest with yourself. You need to be honest with your own feelings. You need to be able to sit with yourself and not be afraid, not be upset or destroyed. And, and that's, that's a big one where I, I, I do meditate and I love meditations and I love, I have deep sleep meditations that I listen to. Um, I, I actually don't as much as I should. And see, this is me being honest with myself of like, yeah, I do these things, but I don't do them enough. And I know that I'm healthier because I admit that. And because I admit that, then I will put in steps. I would put in place steps to make it not so, right? To make it so that I am doing the things that need to be done, that I am taking care of what needs to be taken care of, that I am getting my mind right after my trauma. And there is additional trauma that is going to continue to happen throughout my life, right? Uh, last year, my, and one of the reasons that I did go back into therapy, so uh, two years ago, I will tell you, I started therapy again. Um, I did it, I was living in Rockaway Beach, New York at the time. And 
I had just, so I was supposed to, when the pandemic hit, I was actually dating someone uh, long distance and I was stuck in Amsterdam and I was stuck with them for like two months. Our relationship ended disastrously. It was a horrible relationship. And when I came back, I got COVID, got super sick for three weeks and I didn't trust myself. And one of the biggest things in my life for me is trusting myself and my own abilities and my ability to make decisions, right? If I didn't have that, then I wouldn't be able to start a business. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I've done in my life because I've only been able to do that because I trust my own intuition and I trust myself. Um, When I came back from Amsterdam, I did not feel like I trusted myself anymore because I had put myself into a position with someone that had caused me to get stuck in Amsterdam for two and a half months in a horrible relationship and then get sick, right? Get, I, I was with a person that literally kicked me out in the middle of a pandemic um, to, to New York City, which was like ground zero at that time for... COVID, literally my neighborhood in New York was like horrible. It was awful. JFK was awful. I lived in Rockaway Beach. That was like right, it's right behind JFK. And it's like, it was just chaos and people getting sick left and right. And and I left and got sick. Um, and I just didn't trust that I, that I, was making the decisions that were correct for me. Uh, And I started therapy. Now, when I returned, also I found out, because my my dog had been staying with my mother at that time, I came back to a sick puppy. Um, Not my mother's fault, of course. He actually had cancer. And um, that was super traumatic for me. At that time, he was 12 years old. And I had had him since he was two months old. And to to realize that he is not a puppy anymore. And, you know, it was he he was a husky. Um, To realize that he was sick. And I had been off in Amsterdam. And so he hadn't been getting, you know, like, maybe if I had been home, and I had seen what was going on, I could have treated it earlier or I could have seen it earlier. Um, That was really traumatizing to me as well. Um, We did end up actually catching it somewhat on time. Um, He did get chemo uh, and he went into remission um, the month before uh, I, I actually decided to move to Arizona. And, um, so we had just gone into remission. I again, trusted myself after, after those months of therapy. Um, and I trusted myself enough to pack everything up. I I had met someone else, which I mean, obviously it turned out well, because we are now engaged. We had a Corona man's. Um, so if you want to know any more about that, please let me know. Maybe I'll do a separate episode with, with Justin and we can talk about, uh, our relationship and what having a Corona manse was like for us. Um, maybe that will be one of my next episodes, but I was able to trust myself enough that we were able to get a place in Arizona where I had never, ever been before, not knowing a soul here, Um, pack all of our stuff in a camper, rent out my condo, pack the animals in the camper and drive cross country for five days until we got to Arizona and like start a new life here. And when I did that, I wasn't able, because of how the rules work in the United States, I wasn't able to keep my therapist that I had been seeing because she couldn't treat somebody that was living in Arizona. So I needed to find a new one. That is when I found this other therapist that I was seeing. And at first it was going really well. And 
it, it was working. And then it just seemed like I was not a priority. Um, I didn't feel like a priority during my sessions. I did not feel like I was getting what I was pay paying for. Uh, I was doing it actually through Talkspace, but through my insurance, through Talkspace. Um, and the platform, I don't know if it was her not working with the platform properly or the platform itself. I, you know, obviously Talkspace told me it was her. She told me it was Talkspace, but either way, I knew I wasn't getting what I needed from her. And so I had to let that piece go and find, and I have to find somebody new, but I will find somebody new and I will continue to be in therapy and speak to somebody um, not necessarily to deal with my past issues because I feel if they do come up, they come up. But I do feel like I've gotten to a point where I have dealt with it enough that it does not impact my life directly. You know, I have, there are still things that come up and there are still times where I feel that pain and I don't know that that will ever leave. I don't know, you know, a lot of, when I was very little, I didn't cry at all. And then when I started going to therapy, I started crying again. Um, and then I have this weird thing that when I get super angry and super frustrated, I cry, even though I'm like livid with anger, I will cry because it's just all of this like emotion that bottles up inside me. And I tend to not, you know, I tend to like not let it out as much as maybe I should. Um, and so it ends up just like, like just, you know, me like so frustrated or angry that I like break, burst out in tears. Um, but that's something that, you know, I will continue to deal with. And that is something that like you have to figure out how to reach a happy medium. And, it, and if you're not constantly working on it and talking to someone, then when those things come up, you don't have any tools to deal with them. That's really what it's about. Like no one is going to change your past. No one is going to be able to erase your past. You can never erase that. It made you who you are. And you need to accept that, internalize it, and make it something beautiful, right? And you can't do that by yourself. You just can't because when it's on your own, it's just stuff that's going to keep repeating and keep, keep going. It's just going to keep in its vicious cycle of bringing you down and it's going to bleed into every other aspect of your life. You have to talk to somebody and deal with it. So that is my PSA for today. If you are having trauma or if you had trauma, if you are experiencing trauma right now, one of the first things that you need to do is look into speaking to someone. On your own, some of the things that you can do is meditation, guided meditations. Um, my personal favorite is uh, Kenneth Suarez. I do uh, guided meditations with him. My deep sleep meditations with him are the best. Um, I actually, you can find him on YouTube. I use him on this app called, uh, oh, let me get up. Hmm. You would think that I, oh, insight timer. There it is. Like I'm looking right at it. Why can't I see it? Okay. So I find it, I found him on an app called insight timer. It was actually one of the first things that Justin and I, Justin is my fiance. Um, one of the things that we bonded over, like 
he had found Kenneth Suarez on YouTube and it was like this random piece of our conversation. We were talking about meditation and like, that's how I knew we were so in sync where I was like, yeah, there's just one guy that I love listening to. And like, he just does it for me. And like, I can really get in the zone when I'm listening to him. And he was like, Kenneth Suarez. And I'm like, uh, yeah, this is like a random person. Nobody would know this. Like there are so many gurus and meditation experts and guides and like how did you pick this one person um but he did and like he found him on youtube i found him on inside timer i recommend it as one of like the first things another thing is to breathe just be able to breathe when something hits you take deep breaths in and out before you react. Don't initially go to that initial reaction that you have because usually that's the one that's that's a trauma response, right? That's like your, your inner traumatized child is coming out and it's like, no, I don't want to deal with this. This is not the right thing. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do this or that, or, you know, throw this or yell, or I don't know, you know, like that's, that's what's going to happen. Your first response is going to be a trauma based response. Normally, if you take a couple seconds to breathe, then you can actually access the response that you want to have based on the type of person that you have decided to be. So please look into different methods. Uh, Maybe I will bring um, a therapist on here. I actually just recently met um, somebody that would be perfect for an episode on, on this Artemis, Um, Artemis Rose. She, she, I, I don't know if you saw one of the first episodes with my, uh, Galit Speaks Make the World a Better Place Town Hall. She was one of my guests on there. I will bring her back on so that we could talk about um, a little bit more about, you know, how you can deal with trauma and stress and different techniques that you can use so that you don't default to your trauma response. Um I've had to learn so many things uh, about myself that have been trauma responses and really understand like where that came from. Like I am hyper independent. Hyper independency is a trauma response. It is a trauma response to not having anyone to count on when you're little, right? It, It is a trauma response to not to the people that are supposed to be taking care of you, not taking care of you. And so you become hyper independent and you do not ask for help and you do not um, delegate and you do everything on your own. And that is something that I have struggled with my entire life because I love being independent and I love being able to do anything on my own. What I realized is I don't have to do everything on my own. I can ask for help. I can get help. I can delegate. And it wasn't until I started doing all of those things that I feel like I became a whole human. I became the person that I want to be. I don't want to do everything myself. I don't want to be alone. I want to have a healthy lifestyle with healthy relationships and healthy responses. And without analyzing yourself without speaking to somebody, without looking at it from an objective point of view, and without really analyzing who it is that you want to be and what traits you want to embody, you're not going to be able to live that healthy lifestyle and live without that trauma response being your initial response. Um, I think I'm going to 
end it here for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. If you've got any comments, if you have anything to add to the conversation, please do so. I would love to hear from you. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please subscribe to my channel. I will have an episode of the podcast coming out every week. We are getting better and better. We are soon going to like launch into Galit Speaks Podcast 2.0. This this first, you know, the first couple of weeks was like 1.0. Now we're adding and adding stuff on. Um, I don't know if you noticed, I got this cool little intro to start and now I have this um, background, which I love. Uh, may test out a couple more. Tell me what you think about those. I'd love feedback. As I grow um, and bring more people on, that's another thing that's going to start happening more and more. Um, I will have guests on the podcast to talk about all the things that are important to me. Um, So if there's any topics that you want to hear about, that you want to talk about, please let me know. Uh, I already had some people reach out, which was awesome. And thank you so much for reaching out and uh, giving me a chance to talk about this topic. It was actually requested by a viewer. Um, really happy about that. And anytime you request uh, that I talk about something, I will, um, especially something as important as this. So keep the conversation going about mental health. Let's make sure that it's accessible by all Let's give each other the resources that are needed in order to make it more accessible. If there are any resources that you know of, please comment them and I will share it with my audience. Um, And other than that, have an amazing day. Um, Please subscribe to my channel. Please share this with somebody who needs it. And I will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Mm -hmm.